Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. ready to write? Do you want to learn what it takes to create a writing career? Then tune in and take notes because on Simply Write, we talk about the writer's craft and the qualities and quirks of living a writer's life. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Simply Write with Polly. This is the podcast where we talk about the writer's craft and crafting a writer's life. And both of those things for me started early, even before I knew it. I was writing stuff down. I had notebooks everywhere in my bags, under my pillow, which my mother took away. Uh, I've kept journals and diaries. You know, what? what's your favorite color? The boys I liked. I've made mind maps. I've done all of it over the years. And uh, I've journaled by hand and on the PC and on devices. And now I'm solely an analog journaler, uh, which we can talk about. I do the morning pages, um, which Julia Cameron has written about as a way to start my day. And I, I like that feel of the pen on the page. I like the meditative quality of it. But there are lots of ways to journal. There are lots of ways to keep notes and write down your observations. And I think all those ways, it can be helpful for writers, not only to prime our creativity, but to help us become better writers. Um, That's just a theory I have. That's something I felt in my own life. But today we're going to talk about that. And so I brought in the expert to see if my theory holds any weight at all. We have Kathy Ramsberger here today to talk writing and journaling and creativity and craft. Welcome, Kathy. I'm delighted to be here, Polly. I can't wait. Kathy has a lot of experience from all sides of it. She's a writer, a speaker, a coach. She's the author of three award-winning novels, including her newest, A Thousand Flying Things. Kathy has a background in journalism, publications management. She's worked with local media and the National Geographic Society. And now she's the head of her own company, Ramsberger Ramsberger Communications and Ground One LLC, which provides creative solutions to communication challenges across the globe or around the globe, I guess I should say, uh, including working with nonprofits on strategy and women's and children's issues and other important things. Kathy, you're a busy woman. So thank you for that great introduction. Um, And I didn't do it all at one time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I have a morning routine that does include morning pages. It's sacred to me. I don't deviate from it uh, unless I'm ill. And uh, then if I may, I'm in launch mode right now because my my third novel just came out. Um, My sequel to uh, The Shores of Our Souls. 
And so I'm busier than usual and doing things differently than usual. Um, I always have a full day. I'm never bored, <laughs> hardly ever bored. So I spent this morning answering emails and applying for some medical coverage <laughs> that I can't seem to finally get to the end of. Um, and my emails ranged from an invitation to be a panelist in New Orleans um, to a book, a follow-up on a book signing in Ocean City, Maryland this Saturday. And um, I also sent a bunch of Zoom links for meetings. Um, just, just after my morning, and it includes meditation, uh, I'm ready for the left brain stuff and I get it out of the way. Um, I then looked at a client's pages. Uh, I'm a book coach, and so we're discussing her pages tomorrow. Sent that, that to her. And then I did a critique for a contest. It's a first novel contest, McLaughlin Esmond Stearns. And I'm doing a critique a day. Um, I'm only going to get to five books because I'm reading them all. Then I tackled social media. Um I have to say I have some assistance there and I'm so grateful. <laughs> it's not just me keeping up with it. It's me that writes all the content. No AI here, but um, but I do have people that keep track if I get a comment I need to answer or something. And, um, and now we're speaking. And um, I have a coaching client session after we end, I eat and then the coaching client. And then I have a meeting with a marketing expert and tonight is my book club. I'm so excited to give them a little shout out. Uh, Pulpwood Queens and Timber Guys, led by the fabulous Kathy L. Murphy. Um, and uh, I'm going to be a featured book in, in October. Um, but that's every Tuesday at 8 my time, 7 central. And this is a pretty typical day during a launch. But before launch, I would say I was sending more proposals and pitches um, lining all this up. <laughs> yeah. So when you're in writing mode, when you're working on the novels, are you, do you have set hours that you're writing before you go into the emails and the coaching and the other things? So I don't have set hours, but I do know almost when I wake up, I, 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 maybe I have a headache or maybe I, when I had kid, little kids, the little kids took precedence. I would, carve out a time that I thought was going to be the best time. And if I didn't hit that time, sometimes it was early morning and sometimes it was lunchtime. Sometimes it was right after dinner. If it didn't get done, I would always go to it. I might not be able to sit there for as long if it's the middle of the night, but I can sit there for 15 minutes. Um, so I, I always write. Sometimes it's more like I've set, I've set my next book aside. I, it's the fourth draft and I hope the final one um, while I go through all this. But what I've been writing while I've been launching are essays and short stories and pitching those because they're short and simple. And I always, always journal. Yeah. When well, those are the dailies. All right, Kathy, you said a whole lot of things I want to get into. Um, and, and the listeners know, the writers out there in the world know, I'm very strict about my morning routine and I feel off balance. I feel ungrounded if I don't get it. What is your morning routine like on a work day or on any day? So 
I my alarm rings and I run to the bathroom and then I feed the cat because if the cat isn't fed, <laughs> I cannot do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Animals are like that. They're they're like, you forgot about me and I'm not gonna let you do anything. Kids can be like that too. <laughs> yeah. um, then um then I meditate and I also and then I journal and then I exercise. And then sometimes I will journal a little bit again after that, but I have different ways of journaling and we can get to that in, in a little bit. I feel like I'm forgetting one thing, but, um, but I, the house is quiet at that point. And to me, it's more important to get the meditation in in the morning and the journaling than it is sitting down and writing something that I know I need to write for submission. Talk to me about that. Do you think the meditation and the journaling goes to your creative process, goes to getting the, the novels out? Are they related? Or is this just a way for you to get in your headspace and relax and, and get, how do you see it? So different, um, me different meditations and different journalings do different things. Um, I would say that the meditation is twofold. It's to get all that clutter out of the way um, so I can actually start with a clear head. Um, so I would say that its primary purpose is that. But if I am in the middle of a medita meditation and this image pops up, literally or figuratively, you can, you can decide, I'm going to write that down in my journal after. Um, and so that in that way meditation and journaling go hand in hand for me and um i know that if it if something pops into the meditation that's my subconscious saying this is important this is important and it's important to something you're working on hmm, I, I was 95 percent of the time a visual or 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 like hearing something I don't think I've ever done that but it's a sensation or feeling you know sometimes or a phrase yeah I like that I'm gonna I'm gonna think about that tomorrow when I start with my routine well it's morning pages for me um and thank god for the wonderful Julia Cameron who started us all doing this because there are gems in there but a lot of it is just getting through the clutter um and I've got travel notebooks that are a different kind of journaling. And I've got a five-year journal that I do at the end of the day, usually, that is just snippets. You know, you only get three or four lines. I couldn't function without those five-year journals because yeah. I, it's not like they're a whole memory. People say I have a good memory, but, and I do, I'm so lucky. Um, but I those five-year journals trigger that memory. I don't have to have the whole scene written down. I can just have, oh yeah, I remember when that happened. Oh yeah, I drank that kind of coffee in 1985. Um, that kind of thing. It triggers and it'll help me get into the story world. 
And when all else fails, there is a sticky note or the back of a hand. Yeah. <laughs> you need to write it down wherever. When it comes, you know, you need to write it you down. You got to be right. You got to write it down. I cannot, you know, it's cliche, but, oh, that's, I'm going to remember that. Or that's so specific. I'll come back. No, I don't. I got to drop a note about it. But so I want to talk about your background a little bit. And then I have more questions about journaling too. You've been a journalist. You also write novels. Was that a hard or scary transition for you? You know, I came up in the day a million years ago where people were very adamant. Well, you're either a nonfiction writer or you're a novel, you're a fiction writer. Um, I never quite bought into that, but I'm curious about how your career led through all these different things you've done. So I've always wanted to write novels. Um, I became a journalist because it was a living and I enjoyed writing. Um, I actually thought I would go to college for journalism, but I ended up in a creative writing program mm. because they offered me the full ride. Um, but my first short story was uh, awarded first place at Roanoke College. That's where I was living when I was 16 and it was my true love. Um, journalism's my career. And especially as I was traveling as a humanitarian journalist um, and began reporting and just in general, I would have lots and lots and lots of notes from an interview. And I would have a 15 second soundbite or a 30 second soundbite, or I would have a, a quote in a press release or a quote in a newspaper article. And I save everything. It's my weakness and my strength. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when it came time, I, I had melanoma in 99 and then 9-11 happened. And I knew we were all mortal by this point. I was 40. Um, I thought, okay, now's the time. I've got, I've got my kids and now I'm going to start writing my novels. And I went back to those notes, not to not to quote them verbatim or anything like that, but to use just, they were like a journal in a way. So the adage in the 20th century is to write what you know. And I don't think anybody has to do that anymore, but I think we all put ourselves into our stories. Uh, anything we write, the first rule of journalism is there is no real objectivity. It, you're just trying to hit the mark as much as you can, or I'm not even sure anybody anymore is trying to do that. But <laughs> yeah, that, that's the hope. <laughs> so um, I always say that this is, my novels are stories and the plot is all fiction. It's all fiction. It's all from my imagination. The drama, I couldn't have that much drama in my own life. And I've had a pretty dramatic life. Um, but um, the 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 unconditional feelings, the unconditional love, and the the compassion that my character Diana feels—they're true. They're—I don't know how anybody can do what I did for twenty-five years and not feel those feelings, unless they're you know not humanitarian at all and just have built a wall around them. So I think, I think it helped my 
storytelling. Well, I was going to ask you if there's a danger in doing that, but you think it brought some humanity to these fictional characters then? Well, I don't think I could have the sensitivity I I do for people around the world. I, I was a Southern girl. I grew up in this little bubble. It, it, it had its problems, believe me, but um, it, it was not uh, a place that I could get to know people of other races or other cultures or other religions or any of that. The minute I was dropped into Washington, D.C., it began immediately. And um, that was D.C. was my training ground. And then I was able to visit different continents and different cultures and and live there and that's really how I see the world now is through my experiences that I experiences that I had when I traveled. And, you know, I, there's a, some kind of statistic that Forbes put out recently, 40% of Americans haven't left the country. And so I, and I think they want to, I don't think they don't want, I think there are few that don't, but I write for people that want to learn about the world and maybe can't themselves. Um, and I've gotten feedback like that. Like, Well, and I think that's the power of book, right? Yeah. I think that's yeah. why it matters. I, I, I'm the same way. Like I, I thought writing and I was a journalist in the beginning and now I do all kinds of stuff, but, but I always felt like this job allowed me to be the eyes and ears to translate the experience for other people. It allowed me to go into places and ask impolite questions and be curious and get away with stuff that I couldn't when I was a polite woman at the party, right? If, if I walked in to the party and they knew I was a journalist, I could get away with asking some of those questions. How much money did you make? Why did you do that? Why, you know, why did you, why did you want to go there? Um, and, and I think it's, essential you know i was curious because you've done so many kinds of writing but but you're and i think the awards for your books are because there's a real resonance because you write about the human experience and and we can i i think that can change the world fiction or nonfiction, when we do that i think that's the power of a book and the power of a writer if we take it seriously so uh I wanted to know about that. Do you use your journals to get back in these places that you've been maybe years ago? Or how does that, you know, and, and I chased you down on LinkedIn because I saw an article you posted about the power of journaling. I was really curious about that idea. So how do you use this in your craft? So I would say that for these last two novels, I used my travel journals to get into story world. Um, so I used them more than anything, but I also used uh, my five-year journal. The My morning pages, if there's a turn of phrase that somebody appreciates, it probably comes from my morning pages. <laughs> so I use my morning pages to help my voice or to help, help me inhabit a character, walk in their shoes. Um, and I used my my travel notebooks or photographs um, or National Geographic magazines, frankly, to get back into that place to remember, oh, that's what color the soil was. Or remember that day where the sky was that color. 
Um, and my interviews, which are, I guess you could almost say they're a form of journaling if you save them, if you don't throw them out, they, they weren't meant for anybody but me. Um, I did that to figure out characterization a little bit better um, and to be more sensitive. Um, I have something that's published in the Nelligan Review that uh, I took a workshop with an agent and the agent said, no, don't use that. But it was still wonderful backstory to help me inhabit. It was in Nairobi. Um, it was the very first time, not, not the story, but when it happened in reality, it was my very first time in Nairobi. I was all by myself. They'd sort of thrown me into the fire and um, my Red, Red Cross said, go, go to Nairobi and do this, which happens in my novel, by the way. Diana's, Diana's much more experienced than I was that day. Um, but a lot of times humanitarians are just said, okay, go do it. And you don't have any backup for a little bit. Every so often you get them, but, um, and it, it's called Perrier in a Bottle because a friend of mine who worked for the World Bank said to me, I said, I, I'm only worried about getting a little sick because I have to do this whole program. And, and he said, oh, there's Perrier everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's so, not. Um, it, it's, it was it was a christening and a baptism all in one in terms of, of, and it was, I was in a hotel, but I, they put me in a hotel with, you know, the, a hotel room that was not meant for hotel guests. Let's put it like that. <laughs> all right. I want to know more about how we can use journaling to become better writers, if that's even a thing and, and to really create, uh, fiction and essays and all kinds of stuff. We're going to take a short break on Simply Write with Polly and come right back with Kathy Ramsberger and talk about how we can start a journaling practice or up-level our own to create better writing. Right here on Simply Write with Polly on the Creators Network of Electrocast. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we are back. This is Simply Right with Polly. And today we have Kathy Ramsberger here. She's an author, creativity coach. She's a communications specialist. I mentioned at the top of the show that I chased you down because I saw you writing about journaling and how important it is 
to a writing practice and a writing career. What do you think it does for a writer and what kind of structure can we put in place in our own writing career to get the most out of a journaling practice? I would say that a practice is highly individual. My practice isn't, your practice isn't another writer's pr practice. And I think a lot of people get stuck because they think it's, there's this structure they have to follow. That's the opposite of creativity. What journaling does for me in all of my writing is that it it primes the pump, so to speak. Um, the I, I did a blog and I was looking for it this morning. It's on Ground One someplace, groundonecoaching.com on my blog. But it's about hand how handwriting um, in not just in a journal, but anything. And I do all my first drafts in handwritten. Oh, interesting. Um, and um, and then I key it in and edit the second draft, right? Um, that's where the changes come. But it stimulates a part of your brain in your prefrontal cortex. And for me, that helps me. Uh, I'm slightly ADHD. It helps me structure uh, in a way that I couldn't if I was being a little bit lazier on a keyboard and thought, well, I can hit the delete button or I can cut and paste or, um, and it, it also really does, um, change your brain as you write to be in a space. There's science, neuroscience behind it. Um, I always have meditation before I journal. Um, it's just the way I do it. Um, and I just want to say also that your practice might not be my practice, but it does none of this morning stuff has to take more than half an hour. Hmm. It just simply doesn't. And it frees up the rest of your day of doing the other work and the other writing. And while you're journaling, you're accessing your inner mind, your creativity, your imagination, first thing before anything else can come in and interfere. And it helps writer's block. Do you, is there a difference between morning pages for you and journaling? And should we use a prompt to say, oh, Tuesday is about, I'm going to write about, you know, cats or whatever it is, or do we just come open to the page or does it matter? It doesn't matter. Okay. Again, it's about the individual writer. I don't use prompts. They actually make me a little bit stiff. I don't like them either. That, yeah, That's me. Um, if a prompt helps you, whether it's in journaling or a story or anything, use the prompt. Um, don't, don't listen to my process and think you have to do it exactly like me. The only thing I recommend is to do it, to sit down every day and do some writing of some form. And I would say link it to some kind of um, relaxation technique or meditation so it frees up your the kinks from the night or a bad dream or write down the bad dream you know it it a lot of pe a lot of nightmares have become books <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> do you write in a in a book do you have like a hardbound journal that you write in or what do you use so i have a five-year journal that's bound and beautiful that's replaced every five years. And then um, I have these biro books. 
I think they're called biro books. They're, you can buy them in Walmart. Um, they, they're very low production uh, lined paper. And that's what I use for my morning pages. And often if that's, I bring it anywhere I go. So if it's all I have, um, then I will write a page of a book or anything in there. It's kind of a, it's a little bit of a cluttered mess, but that's okay. And um, I want to also say for those tech geeks out there, you don't have to do this on paper if you don't want to. Don't mm -hmm. say I'm not going to write because she said to write on paper. Mm -hmm. It can all be done digitally. And I've been known to be taking a walk and, and record very quickly a mini note to myself about something I saw or thought of. Yeah, I think I think that's really important, too, because, um, you know, as I've said on the show before, there's not a, a right one right way of getting the writing done. But the key is to know your way and then go to that. Right. And and for a long time, I was journaling on the computer first thing in the morning and I I got to where I didn't want to do it anymore. I wasn't enjoying it. And, and I started, uh, I kind of dropped down the fountain pen hole and I got some good paper and, and it's completely changed my practice and, and the level of ideas. Now I write a lot of stuff that I will never go back and look at again, nor will I ever, it will never show up in my material, but every once in a while I'll get something that tweaks how I think about the world or the work I'm working on. And it makes it, it makes it uh, really interesting. I totally agree. And uh, you're probably, I'm speaking to the audience now, you're probably going to throw out at least half, maybe 75% of what you're writing in that journal. And your family's probably going to throw it out when you pass. <laughs> because a lot of it is just gobbledygook. But it, it like it said, I, like I said, it primes the pump and your imagination. Um, and, and the gems are there if you look for them. Do you come back, do you have a notebook you carry around with you during the day then aside from your journal, will you write down your observations or how do you, after your journaling session, how do you keep track of your other ideas? So my phone has become my ally. Yeah. Um, then both the notes, you know, sometimes I'll text myself that that would be interesting for somebody that saw my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, the other way is that I always keep this tiny little notebook with a little tiny pencil. Um, it doesn't take up space. It doesn't take up, um, you know, it's not thick. Um, and I replace them every so often. Um, you can get them in a lot of, of, of these little trinket stores um, or even in Michael's, someplace like Michael's or AC Moore. Um, and they're more for ideas. I wouldn't call them journaling. If, if I'm out for a walk and I'm, I usually walk if I'm feeling like, I don't know where this is going. And I almost always think in the shower or, and I don't have anything in the shower. <laughs> Although people do sometimes. They yeah, have they, you know. now they do. Yeah. Um, I, um, I will either put it on my voice recorder or, or I will um, put it, text it, 
if I'm out and about, I will usually take that little written pad out and write it. It's just my thing. Um, I grew up in an era where we didn't have these phones. And so um, I can I can find it easier on, in that little pad than I can a phone, but it works either way. I find that I remember things a little better when I write it by hand. I do both too, but but if I write a little note by hand, it seems like it embeds in my brain a little better. And again, that's just me. I mean, find what works and, and change your mind. Like if I land in another kind of technology or something else that feels interesting, I'm going to do that too. The point is, I think, is to kind of dump this stuff out of your brain and free yourself up so you have something to work with. Do you have a... Uh, time limit you said you could do this in a half hour in your morning journaling do you have do you set a time limit do you work through problems do you work through arguments with friends or family members do you work through upsets or is it just whatever the page brings that day gibberish in some cases i don't necessarily have a time limit but life brings in the time limit i know i'm not going to have more than an hour an hour and 15 minutes in in the morning uh, because because I coach, because I promote, yada, yada. Um, in terms of do I bring in uh, problems with family and friends? Absolutely, because I find that many times they, they stand in the way, but to the, they're standing there between the door and my imagination because I'm kib kibitzing about it on the page. Um, and... I need to get it worked through. Sometimes I can work it through both my part and their part. And sometimes I can um, just let it go. Oftentimes it just, you, you realize how silly it is. <laughs> like, right. Worried about saying no to a friend or a friend um, or a business associate tells you to do something and you take it the wrong way or any number of things like that. We're all humans. Um, but if you're ruminating about it, you're not going to get to your imagination. That door is going to be locked and, and journaling about it for me at least is the key to getting past it and through the door. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not as productive when I have that stuff hanging around in my head because my mind keeps coming back to it or whatever. I've even found that sometimes if it's a situation that can't be resolved or doesn't need to be resolved, like so much of it is, is like you said, just kind of stupid. It can end once I get out of my mind, but the journal acts as a, a holder so I no, no longer have to remember it. If I want to come back to it that night with my husband or I need to deal with something at work or whatever it is, I know it's in a safe space. So when I finish my task for the day, I can always come back and remind myself what I was getting all bothered about. And usually it's it's way over by then, but, but uh, I can release it. And that is uh, one byproduct of journaling that when I, when I, began journaling. I figured it was just because I was practicing my writing. And there's been so many uh, benefits that have come to me that now I get up because life does get in my way. I have a child at home and I have other deadlines. So I get up at 530 in the morning, which I cannot believe I do. But I get up to journal and then go for a little walk because I need to create that space in order to get the writing done. And it's just now a habit and a priority and something I actually look forward to. 
I totally agree with everything you said. And especially the part about getting up earlier, if you have kids, it's what I did. Um, often it was the only alone time I had all day and uh, it helped me be a better mom. And writers, that's your assignment this week. Figure out a system and journal one day this week and then journal the next day. Kathy, where can we find you? If we're looking for a coach to help us through our book, if we want to work through some of these ideas, where can we find you? Where can we get your books? Thank you. Um, so my books are available at all online retailers now and many indie bookstores. Um, and uh, you can get to them at katherinebrownramsperger.com. You can all, you will also find uh, a couple of book club Q and A's that you can use for book clubs and a press kit if you're the media. So that's my book side. My coaching side is at ground one coaching. That's o n e dot com. Ground one coaching dot com, and you'll find a lot of helpful blogs about life and story and writing there. And you can also contact me on either website. Uh, on the contact pages, and I will answer, I promise. And if you'd like to uh, have a, an international Southern, it's East Meets West, East Meets South cookbook, um, go to my katherinebrownramsburger.com, Ramsburger is spelled with a P, and, uh, and click my subscription and you'll get a free cookbook. And I answer every email from a newsletter subscriber personally and often at length. Um, so you can get more advice there. That's awesome. And East meets South. That's a whole nother discussion. All right. I'm going to check that out and check out Kathy's recent book. Her latest book is A Thousand Flying Things by Katherine Brown Ramsberger. I will put these links and more information about how to get in touch with Kathy and myself on the simplywrite.substack.com. Join us there. Become part of our writing community. Join me on simplywrite.substack.com and get in touch. Kathy, great to have you. Thank you for your wisdom and your stories. I appreciate you being here. Thank you, Polly, for your wisdom and stories. It was great teaming up with you today, and uh, I loved every minute of it. Time for all of us to sit down and get to work. This week, remember the words of the writer Kay Walkingstick. She says, journal what you love, what you hate, what's in your head, what's important. Journaling organizes your thoughts, allows you to see things in a concrete way that otherwise you might not see. Focus on what you think you need to find in your art. Now writers, sit down and simply write. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. 
Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Electric acid.